0: Hi. It's Pete Price, and it's nearly Christmas, so I'm doing a very special podcast today. I'm in the Royal Court, waiting to speak to some members of the cast of the Scouse Jack and the Beanstalk, and I'm really excited. I'm looking out, I've just been outside to the market around St. George's Hall, which is just buzzing, it's very cold, but this amazing production, they have now set in stone what's happening at Christmas, and I can't tell you how good it is this this is well they've extended it by another week how ridiculous is that so it's going on it was going on till january the 21st it's now going on even later but the cast are amazing The theatre's amazing. And we've got some great productions, by the way, this year. Uh, We've got White Christmas at the Empire. We've got uh, Six down at the Playhouse. We've got the Rock and Roll show at the Everyman. We've got the Epstein Theatre. Great, great shows. But tonight, I'm going to be speaking to whoever comes through this stage door the first. So I'm actually really excited about it. And I love doing these podcasts. The only thing I don't like is the fact that I'm not in Panto this year. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. No, I'm not. And I'm really upset about it because I love Panto. But it's hard work these days. And this cast here have been putting these rock and roll type um, scout shows together for so long. And they've now got, well, the national press gave them 10 out of 10. They've had amazing reviews and it's been an amazing start of the season. And let's face it, we all need cheering up. So I shall wait and see who walks in through the door first and see if I can get backstage to find out what's happening at this year's fabulous Scouse Jack and the Beanstalk. Ladies and gentlemen, I am delighted to say I am backstage, the safety curtain is on in front of me and out there is a packed house and with me is one of the stars of this year's uh, Scouse Jack and the Beanstalk and I've got to tell you, it's absolutely amazing we'll talk about that in a second first of all, Lindsay Germain, I've got to say where has the weight gone? What's happened oh, to you? Oh,
1: Because you look... <laughs> Breathtaking. Tell me, you and your husband, what have you been doing? So my husband and I um joined a nutrition club in September of last year for health reasons. After lockdown, we were like all inclusive, there was a and our house. Uh, we gained a lot of weight. When I did Ellen and Rigby in July of last year, I really struggled on stage. me back and me the sweat and you know me knees and everything else. I just I was like a 70-year-old woman, you know. Um, and I shouldn't say that because my mum's 70 and she's fit as a fiddle. She is indeed. <laughs> Isn't she does. But, um, yeah, I felt twice my age and I was growing in size. Um, and then I ended up in this nutrition club in Hunts Cross um, and absolutely fell in love with the product and what they do and the lifestyle change that they, they give to you. Um so much so that Darren joined, and then between us, we've lost 14 stone now since September. Um, plus, Daz lost his job as a welder, so we now have made it a career change as well. So, we have our own nutrition club, CNC Nutrition, up in Hunt Cross. And uh, we look after 128 customers um, who are on the journey with us. I've got to ask you, what made you pick that of all sorts? Because you and I both have
0: fought our weights over the years and we've all struggled, we've all tried different things. Why that one? This was
1: different, um, you know, and people will know if they go on my wall. um, I I do two shakes a day, but I do three meals a day as well. So it's completely different to what I've ever been taught in other places where we've all gone to try and lose weight um, and it was a completely different mindset and to get your head round eating every two to three hours um, and that you have to fuel your engine and that's what it's about we work from the inside out you've got to fuel your engine to keep going um and to get the fittest and the healthiest that you've ever been you know so for, for for me it was a no-brainer in the end first 10 days i was a bit skeptical and then once i could see my energy and the way i felt and my body shape was changing and that was building muscle at the same time as losing weight i was just like this is absolutely amazing you
0: know it must also help having your partner doing it with you
1: yeah, absolutely, so the tubers have just come back um, from a, a, a function called Winterspech um, for, at the ICC and it was uh, the best of British and they asked us to get up and talk about how we run our club um, and so that was an honour, you know, we've only done it for 12 months um, we've only been it had our own club since July so for them to say to us, look, we all want to know how you're doing this Um, was an absolute honour and Darren to be on stage with me which he's never done before getting mic'd up being on stage and anyone who knows him knows how shy he is Um, it was absolutely unbelievable and his adrenaline rush afterwards he was just like let's just go to the bar and get legless and I was like okay you need to calm down this is your adrenaline running through your body it's your first time on stage Uh, but Everybody loved it and he was just like, you know, you would have double act, and as as funny as I am, he's a, he's the straight guy, but with the best one-liners ever, you know. So, so I've it was got to a ask, massive change for him. I've got to ask. Has he asked for a part in the panto? Well I know. <laughs> but it was funny afterwards because he went, in. we were lying in bed after we'd he, he, we'd been on stage and we've been to this big party and he went, T hey Lynn's and I said well, he went, him your division's coming, isn't it? We could host that next, couldn't we? <laughs> Think I was big. like, listen, think big, think yeah. big, no, think absolutely
0: big. <laughs> think big. Uh, well, I have never been so astounded as as the weight loss that you've had. And you as a performer, because you just said you struggle with your back, etc., etc., it must be a different world for you now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've always flied the flag for big girls and I've always been dead body confident and always played, you know, I've always been a big girl, but I've been a sexy big girl all the way through. and Always. Yeah, and so, you know, for the, the amount of women in the audience who would come up to me and go, you make me feel so confident and sexy. And, and it's like, yeah, of course we are. But it was my health issue that were suffering you know my visceral fat was through the roof i was in the alarming range um, and that's what i needed to focus on for me- myself it wasn't about the losing weight it was about the getting rid of my body fat and getting rid of my visceral fat and being the healthiest version of me that i can be so briefly before we talk about the panto because
0: that's what i've come for but i had to talk to you about this what is the basics of
1: this diet or this way of life so this is a lifestyle change and so the basic is i get up in the morning I have a shake aloe and I'll a tea and then 2-3 hours later I'll have uh, my breakfast 2-3 hours later i have another shake and another tea 2-3 hours later i have another little afternoon snack if you like but I mean that's like today was smoked haddock and poached eggs uh, and then in the evening time I'll have one carb so it's like high protein with one carb a day um, it's just unbelievable The best thing we've ever done mm. Interesting you say that Because of course the Chinese The Japanese Eat little And often Absolutely We were the takeaway mm. King and queen Me and us. One Christmas we got Cards of the Chinese The Indian The pizza place And the Greek on the corner <laughs> So not only did we go Oh god we need to do Something about that We moved house <laughs> But you know what Pete And as cheesy as it is We found each other again because we were oh, growing apart So it helped ha- Oh wow Yeah Because so, we were So many We things- were so unhappy And we were, we, we didn't yeah. like ourselves So we didn't like each other really You know And so yeah We found no. ourselves It's a horrible other again, thing and too isn't? I've fought my weight all my life People yeah. don't understand
0: You know And When they make a snidey
1: comment They have no idea How cruel that can be No not yeah. at all And I've You know I've had it And some days you can laugh it off yeah. You know yeah. But, but, but other days, days you
0: just go yeah. Oh yeah. come on yeah. you know um and last thing is uh you've also knackered up your whole wardrobe of costumes oh. and your because all your costumes
1: are all yours all your outfits you've got had to buy new ones all to yeah, the point. yeah yes so i've got lovely lady claire McCulloch who designs for me um and so I've had to take all my outfits back to here for us to take in. You know, here with the Christmas show and stuff, last Christmas, uh, three times Marie told me costume. And she went, I'm not taking it in anymore. Because she's from Kirby, so she speaks like that. Um, so this year it was like she, had, she rang me and she's like, Right, what size are you in now? And I said, Marie, I don't know. I'm going to have to come in, you're going to have to measure me up. Wow. So that was nice to see. And then the other day from Scouts Nativity, the angel costume was on. And I was like, can I try it on? And she was like, yeah, go on. And it was just like, hanging, you know. And that's where you see the difference. Do you know what I find the, the best
0: thing about losing weight, the best thing in the world is... Getting out of bed in the morning You have a different attitude Yeah It's not hard work It's
1: springing out of bed Yep That's the word It's getting up And you know the best advice This event as I said before Was in Birmingham That I heard was a guy on stage And he said um, I always say to my coaches When they come with us Because we train coaches as well now Even if you take one thing away from that event, just look for something that will trigger you. And the one thing that triggered me was this guy actually said, never hit the snooze button, because you're telling your body, I can't be bothered with this day, and I'm not ready. As soon as that snooze, that alarm goes, get up and get off that bed, because you're ready for the day ahead, and your body knows that. I was like, how amazing is that? So I've moved my alarm to it later. (laughs) But no, I don't. I don't hit me snooze anymore. And you're right, it is that thing of just getting up and getting out of bed and feeling so good.
0: I'll never be able to take this serious now. I'm going to sit out in the audience tonight, watch the show again, and think, I just spoke to her about waiting. We sat in the cottage. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're sitting in the cottage, tell us about this year's extravaganza. How many years is it, first of all? Uh, for me, this is my 12th year yeah. at the Royal Course. This is... Taking it each year, if it's possible, to yet another level. How can we explain that?
1: I don't know. I mean, we had this conversation before, me before we came in. A lot of people are saying what you're saying, that this is the best one yet, that it's it's different. And I've been trying to think, how is this different? I guess, one, Stephen Fletcher is directing us now, who is a great friend of mine and has been in many shows with us at the thrill course, Court, you know, wrote Mamma Mia and directed it and stuff. Um So I think Stephen's outlook, when I first met Stephen, I was like, you know, he he was quite inquisitive and he'd come from Lippin, and he was like, you know, why don't you say things to the director saying, can we do this or that? And I mean, because we're mere pawns on a chessboard. We go where we're supposed to go and we say what we're supposed to say. They tell us what to do. But this kid was so eager and chomping at the bit to say, well, can't we do it like this? Can't we do it like that? And I just said to him, you're going to be a director one day. And he's the most amaz he's the most amazing actor, but he's the most amazing director. And a beautiful singer voice. Absolutely. And handsome, handsome. And Fletcher voice yeah. handsome. Yeah. I get to call them my best mates, yeah. and that's nice. Um so I think one, it's Stephen. Um, I think two, we're so comfortable with each other after all these years, the the little the whole carry-on crew yeah. that we've got yeah. now. <laughs> that, you know. It's nice that we each get space as well. We each get our moments. There's no like, okay, this is your show. You're leading the show. It's like this is Drew's bit. This is my bit. This is Mikey's bit. We all share the the wealth, you know, of the of the piece. And in rehearsals, we you'll find that I'd I'd go, I wouldn't really say that. That's a Keddy line, or you know, that's a Drew line, and the same vice versa. They go, I wouldn't say that. That Lindsay would say that much better, you know. Um, the song that I end in Battle to Hell. The last bit of the song Mikey was singing uh, And Mikey was just like Nah this I shouldn't sing this This should be Lindsay To sing the ends with." And that's how that happens and, and it works amazingly well you know, see i love really what honest. you say there
0: because as you know i've done about 36 pantos mm-hmm. and the best pantos in the world and the best shows in the world is when you go away and say that was a hell of a show not i loved her i loved him that's what i love about here nobody out acts anybody everybody is generous on stage and gives and then also in rehearsals because i've been there with you all um you also yes Yes, you've written it, yes, you've directed it, yes, you're acting in it, but you all put your three
1: penneth in. Yeah, and without that, it wouldn't be what it is. No, and you know, as much as Stephen worked with Kevin on the script, we still had room to play, and that was a worry of ours that we wouldn't have that. Um, and Stephen was like, No, 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 we, we, I promise you that's still gonna happen because Stephen's been up here and yeah, done, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stephen, well, where was the last one we did? Cinderella Sleep. so Stephen did last year and this year, so the mm. year before he was on mm. stage with us, yeah. Um,
2: so he's a very
1: good vampire. Yeah, yeah. he so knows you all. He knows, and he knows our, what our works. strengths, yeah. he knows our weaknesses, yeah. Yeah. Um, and same with Howard, who's our MD. You know, he knows our strengths and weaknesses. So he'll say, "Right, you you can get that note. Go on, get it. You know, and it might take some of us a while, um, but but we're getting there. You know, and it's just." It's an amazing feeling to be on stage with your mates. Tell us about the story. What's it all about? So, Scout's Jack and the Beanstalk is your typical Jack and the Beanstalk. However, it's got the Royal court twist to it, where we just go off on a tangent and at one point... Just you let kind me of stop think, you there. It's this Jack I'm and the laugh, Beanstalk.
0: I'm laughing here because she said it's your actual Jack and me, yeah. And, I, and that was without a
1: marijuana joint. Go yeah, on. Without a marijuana yeah. joint, without a talking cow who's fuming, <laughs> um, a menopausal mother. <laughs> uh, a fairy who's absolutely round the bend. So, uh, yeah, it's quite, you know, there's a bean store, yeah. basically, that's all that there is. And there's beans. And a kid called Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what made me scream
0: with laughter, as actually, it, it just amused me so much the first time, was the fact that how many beans are you going to give me for the cow? And then she said, well, a tin of baked beans. He went, oh, yeah, there's a lot in there. It was that, (laughs) and it just tickled me so much because I've seen
1: Jack and the Beanstalk so many times and it's usually five beans. Five beans. Not a whole can. Yeah. we got a Heinz variety (laughs) with us. I love it when the audience gets to sing Beans, beans, Heinz, and Drew gets to all to sing it. Just go for it. But it's like backstage. No one ever leaves stage area. I mean, that might change in January, but... Everyone's around Because we're all still working backstage We're all still doing harmonies You know, you're doing a quick change As you go La 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 You know, whatever your harmony might be Uh, But you were all still on the songs as well and they've extended it a week. Oh yes. My word. So that went on sale this morning. So it's, it's now uh, going Til on till 20, Easter. Yeah, Twenty twenty five. But it feels um, like Easter. Yeah. <laughs> so the twenty till the twentieth of January, which is nice. Must be flattering. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know. And so when they they first got in touch with us, all and they were like, are you, are you available to do an extra week? Because you know it's it's basically enough sold out um, and there's demand for it then you kind of get like, we've got like a little WhatsApp group going, are we all available, you know? Um, and you're like, please let everyone be available. But we all are, which is nice. Yeah. We're all here to play.
0: Can you, uh, um, when it first started with the idea of the Scouse Panto, cause mm. it is a Scouse Panto, did you ever think it had
1: the legs it's got? No, we kind of started off with Merry Ding Dong. That was one of the first, I think that was the first Panto that we did. Uh, prior to that was like the alehouse and night colour um, and you can kind of just go well this is quite good fun and then we had like ones with un- unique names you know like um, Hitchhiker's Guide for Zachary and stuff like that and then the panto thing came along and we were all very like oh okay we like our unique ones that we write and the, you know they're all funny but it works because I think because the audience know the stories, they know these pantos because they've been as children. To see it now at the extreme and it's for adults and they join in shouting, shouting, it's behind you and booing the, the baddie and everything else. They absolutely love it to watch people of like, you know, 17, 18 years of age sitting on the front row booing and uh, <laughs> screaming and laughing and getting up and dancing is just unbelievable. They go back to their childhoods. They never forget that what you're supposed to show out in Panto. How do you, as a
0: cast, and I know you're very close, all of you, but how do you keep yourselves together? As in, we've got illnesses, we've got colds. I, I think Mickey's got a cold right now, a mm. bit of a head cold. How do you look after us and your voice? Now, I've asked you this before, but you say you never have problems with your voice.
1: Oh, God, touch wood, yeah. Thank yeah. God we're never, in a wooden, wooden cottage. No, and, you know, even all the castos always say to me, Oh, your voice never goes. Mm. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's weird though, isn't it? It just does never go. Um, you know, and at the minute, there's a lot of things that you deal with that people don't know in the audience. You know, the, um, a lovely girl called Emily Chesterton who was in Shout has sadly passed away. So we're dealing with that at the moment and especially for Haley. Haley was one of her very close friends. Um, and, you know, so for that, we just close rank and we just say, worry you, Would you to support you. You know, if you want to drop out some songs, then we'll cover it. We'll come in with Howard and we'll go, right, I'll do a harmony, you know. In the beginning of the run, I think, Haley was, was poorly, A voice had gone and, you know, stuff like that. Because we were here all week teching and it's such a big musical and show. Um, so she wasn't really on top form with her voice. So our gorgeous Emma Grace, who who is one of the girls in the band... She sang all the leads for us So we just kind of whack it between us, you know I think what happened last year with Covid Where it was like one in, one out It was like playing the Okie Koki and this stuff Then everyone got lashed I was left to host a variety show, if you remember I got up one night Yeah, absolutely (laughs) And so I think at that you kind of go Do you know what? That's the extreme And if we can deal with that We can deal with anything Mm -hmm. here, you know I'm talking to
0: Lindsay Germain, we're backstage at the Royal Court, the show will go up very, very shortly, and I'm thrilled that she's spending time with me, she should be resting, but, you know, we're made so she... <laughs> What's lovely also about Liverpool is the Everyman, the Royal Court, the Empire, the, uh, the Epstein, they've all, not, the Hope Theatre, they They've all uh, the Playhouse, they've all got... A niche of a different
1: type of show, haven't they? Now, yeah, they've all found their own little, yeah, uh, as you say, their, their own little niche. You know, the rock and roll pantos of yeah. the Everyman, and and we have the Scouse yeah. Adult Pantos yeah. here. And you know, the Everyman seems to have like the tour and big Christmas shows, yeah. like White Christmas is there with Mickey Playhouse. We've got year. six, Playhouse they've got, got yeah. lovely musicals. Yeah, it's yeah. just
0: amazing. But I go, I go. To the opening night of the, uh, the 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 rock and roll show at the Everyman, which is spectacular, yeah. But it doesn't encroach on you,
1: and you don't encroach. They're two totally different shows. Absolutely, you know. And I think that's a credit to the the theatres themselves and the producers. To go, do you know what? That's what you do. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't step on your toes. You don't step on our toes, and, and that's great. You know. And then we will have the Everyman cast coming here, and we'll go and see them, and the same like we're going to see White Christmas. Um, over the road and then they'll all come here so it's nice it's nice when you get other theatres coming in to see the show but we do get a lot of actors saying to us wish i was in this oh yes just so i could swear at the audience
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to keep you much longer but i've got to say um i've taken a couple of drugs i've talked about it publicly not a day (laughs) when i was younger (laughs) God bless us. <laughs> now, I'm anti-drugs now. Yeah. But
1: the greatest drug in the world is applause. Oh, my gosh. You can't gosh. explain it, can you? No no not at all you know and See, i've got upset now thinking of it i know and it, it is mad isn't it i mean you were talking about this because we're both two menopausal women um, and when you get to our age you kind of doubt yourself and there's a lot of anxiety you know and Keds won't mind me saying she does suffer a lot with anxiety and things so you kind of have especially after lockdown questions job going can i do this again can i do this anymore and even when we and Drew did Ellen and Rigby we both were doubting ourselves completely me and Drew sat in the car outside the rehearsal room just going we can't do this we don't know how to remember lines anymore and so for that reason I remember saying to Kez we had the conversation and we were stood on stage and it was it was in the show so it was like one of the first weeks and we were stood at the front and we both went off stage and I went either and she went I know I went, and that's why we do it that's why we'll never give this up because it 's such an adrenaline rush, mm. and to hear people and clapping and laughing mm. and just having a ball that 's why we mm. do it you know it 's the best job in the world. The sad thing for me though about it is always this,
0: and I, I learned, and I went away on holiday when I finished. I found. When it was such a happy cast, I was so unhappy at the end. It, the yeah. depression was terrible because I lost my family. Yeah. I've been with these people for three months, two months, six weeks, whatever it is. And if it's happy, if it's not happy, you can't wait to get away. <laughs> yeah. But it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a family.
1: Absolutely, you know, and then th- there's a lot of times when you'll go... Like, I remember when we did You Never Walk Alone, The lovely girl called Lydia was, was with me, and I said to her, look, as much as you're having a great high now, you're going to have a massive low as well once this is over. Mm. Um, and she sent me a little message saying, yeah, I'm there, crashed. You know, and it was like, look, don't worry, let's go and get a coffee. This is what happens. It's just getting... You just get used to it. You get used to that. But I think for for us... You know, after all these years, we still go out. We, we're, we're out all the time. Was we'll, If someone's up, we go, oh, let's go out then. You know, we'll, we'll go with me for coffee. We'll go round to each other's houses. We'll yeah. do drive-bys and go, you're all right. And, you know, yeah. and if one's sick, we all go, look, such and such is sick. We'll, we, we are a family, to be honest.
0: We are a family. Lindsay, I'm going to let you go and do some work. To finish off, two things. One, how can they find out more about this amazing uh, business you've set up and the weight loss?
1: Um, Just have a little look. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook, Lindsay I am there, you'll find me. Um, and C Nutrition. Um, but yeah, come and say hello. Mm. I'll give all your listeners free wellnesses. You're yeah, a
0: lovely, you're a lovely person. And Thank to finish you. off, finish off, why should they come? If they can get a ticket, but why should they come to see this amazing scouse, Jack and the Beanstalk, which is nothing like Jack and the Beanstalk?
1: No, not at all. Oh, just come and have a laugh. You know, it makes sense. I'm in here. That's all you need to know. Come and see me. I love you. Well, I've just caught the most amazing
0: young man who has fallen in love with somebody. Missed out again. <laughs> His name is Michael Fletcher and he's one of the stars. You are blossoming since you fell in love.
2: Thank you very much. Honestly, Pete.
0: you're totally different. Really? you've got there 's an aura about you 've always been a beautiful human being you know i 'm sorry i 'm flirting with him I do apologize please. <laughs> on, on, on this podcast i'm definitely <laughs> flirting with him um, briefly mm-hmm. before we talk about this amazing show mm. and the amazing opening second part of the show, which um, is just incredible yeah you went back to the circus
2: i did um so i've I, as well as working as an actor i 'm also uh, a ringmaster and singer, and now company manager of a, an amazing circus called... Company manager? Yes, called yes. Gifford Circus. Um, and we've got a show opening in March next year, um, which runs till October, based in the Cotswolds, but does a tour on its way down to London, and then about we do about 17 different venues. Um, beautiful show. It hasn't been announced yet, what it is, but every one of them is, like exquisite quality. It's
0: not animals, it's a no, totally no, no. different idea of a circus. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I describe it as theatre in a tent. Um, That's a great way. Because yeah. uh, Nell Gifford, who uh, founded it with uh, Totty Gifford, uh, had a love for horses so there is always a horse element in it, but they, they are treated impeccably. I wouldn't be working there if they weren't. Um, and it's a celebration of old circus values, but done in a 21st century way, it's fabulous.
0: Now talking about circus, mm-hmm. I first saw the trailer for Scouse, Jack and the Beanstalk, yes. which made me scream with laughter. <laughs> you pulling the cow oh, everywhere
2: yeah. and no sign of the cow. No. The car was actually Ian Christie, who is head of marketing <laughs> at the Royal Court Theatre, <laughs> off camera, holding the other end of the rope, just I around St John's.
0: Yeah. And do you know what the line, I just spoke to Lindsay, who of course works with you, the line that makes me laugh, in the traditional Jack and the Bean store, it's five beans. She offers you two, <laughs> yeah. you say no, but then when you are offered a can of Heinz baked beans, there's millions in. Correct. So you thought you'd really done well there, didn't I you? I thought
2: I'd struck gold, but instead it was just...
0: I had to bite into what was near me um, because, no, no, because I. You know those ridiculous laughs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first heard the line, yeah. which are those taking the nonsense to a <laughs> new extreme, level. Yeah.
2: And honestly, that's what I love about the shows at the Royal Court. It bears no resemblance to Jack no, and the
0: Not at all. She said it did, the soft so and so. No,
2: no but it's like all the characters are the same, but it's the story turned on its head. It's. For me, it's my favourite that I've done. Um, well, I've said,
0: and I've said over and over again, it's a different level. This mm. I've said, the way I've described it, it could move and travel yeah, and go in it. the West End. If you took the get the uh, Scouse gags out and replaced them with it another with. gag, yeah, yeah. you've got a show that is incredibly funny, mm. and the gags are still funny, but a different type of gag.
2: The amount of people who we meet next door in the courtyard who say we've travelled from... And yeah. what what I love is that the amount of people who are saying places further afield, like there's a, there was a group of uh, 12 people in the other day in the courtyard and they've literally travelled up for the day from Bristol. Yeah, And they went, we heard about it, we were in Liverpool three years ago, came to see, uh, We had a look what was on. Uh, one of your shows was on and since then they've made it a tradition. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the magic of it is because as much as we say it's a celebration of Scouse for Scouts, it's not. Like some, you might need a little crib sheet before to say the Wirral is the the like to yeah, yeah. explain what it is but comedy's comedy is yeah. comedy and people laugh yeah. do you know why I'm laughing now Go when
0: on. you said they've, you've got to describe it <laughs> I don't know if you know but they started Panto in America <laughs> and there was no sheets to give them ideas yeah. so when they went it's behind you the whole audience turned round no <laughs>
2: They so, thought it was behind the audience. So they had
0: to have a comp on at the <laughs> no. beginning of the show to describe the... Oh, that's brilliant. And it worked in the end, but you just reminded <laughs> you should me... should get that idea. That. Yeah. <laughs> but it was absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. I can't believe, and I spoke to Lindsay before about it, and mm. I, your brother, we spoke... Volumes about your brother mm. because he's directing, but he also knows what he's doing because yeah. he's been in it. Yeah, he knows you, he knows your weakness and your strength, yes. as he does with cast, and you also know his weaknesses and strengths
2: 100%. And I often say, I wish he wasn't my brother because the things that I say about him, I probably sound like a little baby brother going, Ah, oh, my brother's great, but honest to God, what he gets out of us all, and what he gets on a stage for the special audience that is liverpool is magical and as you said he knows us like there are things that say for example if i was to audition for a lead part in a musical elsewhere i wouldn't get it because it'll be you've got to be a triple triple threat and did it like and dancing for example without blowing my trumpet i know I can sing i know I can act but dancing i, I can click in time <laughs> but i can't do a triple pirouette but i wouldn't get the job the fabulous thing about this venue and about people like me brother, is that he works to the strengths that you have, yeah. and that comes from experience mm-hmm. as an actor. Steve has a lot of uh, similarities with Cal Crystal, Mc- in my opinion. And again, the same thing Cal was an ex actor and knows the demands of something. For example, if a song is too high, he goes, You've got 60 shows before Christmas, <laughs> just we'll bring it down, and it's not you copping out. We need to just think of longevity, it's being sensible, exactly. Yeah. And rather than mm-hmm trying to do something that is too strenuous for a body or a voice or a building for example yeah. we we work with the magic that we can bring together yeah um,
0: and also talking to Lindsay before yeah <clears throat> excuse me you also are generous with each other yeah, nobody's yeah. the star in the show yes. and that's what it's about you go away saying oh my word what a group of talented and
2: people that's why I love this show the most because I've always had scouse um nativity on a pedestal because i feel like that was a turning point for um the christmas shows um but what i love about this one is we all get a fair crack of the whip for the first year in my opinion everyone's got a great song everyone's got a great um a a load of lines that mean that they can flex their comedy pecs or whatever it is and it means that
0: but nobody the, trans, treads on others' feet. No. It's it, it is. It actually it's like a variety show written. Yeah, into exactly. It. It's very and, cleverly and again, done.
2: One of Steve's, Steven's one of Steve's yeah. fa- uh, favorite phrases with us is "It's not your go." So in a moment when we're on stage and it, someone else is having their moment yeah. and someone's doing something at the back, you'll stop it and go, "It's not your go. It's this moment. This is the important bit." Everyone will give you focus to that, and that's that's it. Because it's the, having the mutual respect, which is so necessary, and actually. What I love about working with these special people is that we all get that. There is no moment of insecurity or feeling that you need to elbow your way to the front because we all know that in 30 seconds it is your go. Rather than stop, stopping someone else from that's theirs.
0: amazing way the the way you put it then because people don't understand theatre mm. and they don't know what's going on and there's some evil people yeah. who will step in your lines yeah. and and uh, there's a million stories but you know that, that's another thing yeah. uh, extending a week at the Royal Court Jack and the Beanstalk yes. Scouse Jack and Beanstalk. That is the nature of the beast, because it's so popular.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, we thought that the 21st of January was a, a long way away, but then they emailed us a couple of weeks ago and said, do you fancy doing it till the 28th? And everybody snatched the hands off, because we, we love it. It's Right now where we're sat, we're on the stage and the iron's in, but behind the iron you can hear the buzz of the crowd already, the music's playing, mm. and that's what's spectacular is that even though it is whatever date it is, the 1st of December today, is it? It's unbelievable because it already feels like Christmas and people are coming up to us saying, thank you. There was a lovely woman and she'd lost her son in August and she came to the courtyard and very apologetically, which I made sure to make a note that that wasn't necessary. She came over and asked for a photograph and she was wearing a T-shirt with, her son's, with, with a, a boy's face on. And I said, "What? what's the connection there? And she lost her son in August. And she said, can I just say, it's the first time I've smiled and laughed since then. And that's the special about... like it's, it's, it's That's why it's so important for people to support venues and support the arts. People call us unviable or whatever the phrase is, asking us to retrain, but if we did, it'd be a very, very, very sad place.
0: I always say when I'm in Panto um, that the most important thing is to bring children in because there are new audiences Mm -hmm. because they could be the next generation of theatre goers which is great you knacker it up a bit don't you because there's no kids (laughs) yeah
2: and as much (laughs) and rightly so (laughs) well as much as uh, that's why i think the venue is very clever is because you look around the 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 city and there are however many theaters doing children's pantos what's Great about this is it's monopolized on an absolute beast of an audience, which is people who want to get away from the job of a, as a mother, a grandfather, grandmother, father, whatever, and come and have a nice time. And selfishly, I've got three nephews, and I'd love for them to be able to sit and watch it. However, they're going to have to wait till the 16 to come and see a show here at, at Christmas time. But I get it because I think if That's it was a market? Yeah, if it was just another kids' yeah. panto, yeah. then they'd have stiffer competition, yeah. but it's, it's it's a fabulous um, structure and touch wood, it seems to be working
0: So young man, yeah. why should people come to the Royal Court to see this amazing production?
2: Um, it is fun, energetic there are moments of pathos there is a celebration of the happy news that the city has had for next year without giving the game away but it involves a certain nil pois. moment um, there are laugh out loud moments there are songs that you will definitely know every one of the tunes is a banger done by the amazing Howard Gray um, the food's great If you if they're like gold dust at the moment but if you can get uh, seats with food in today more tickets have been released actually for the last week so you might be able to get some food in the stores just come and have a nice time because that's what we are Michael Fletcher, what do you say to your brother who directed it? We would be nothing without you, and we'd be lost without you. Thank you, Stum. Thank you, Son.
0: And if you enjoyed that, we've got some great podcasts. Why not just subscribe? It's free.